Welcome to Two Dads Against the World, where we take on the funny world we live in one diaper change, one soccer practice, one homework assignment at a time. Be part of the conversation as we chat about what it takes to face the world, to care for our families and communities. Yes, we will rant, we'll laugh, and we'll all understand a bit more than we did before. Scotty, how are you doing? Really good, man. It's a busy yeah? Sunday, busy weekend. What you doing? Everything. Watching basketball, March Madness? I didn't watch one minute of TV. Yeah, good for you. Week. No. Good for you. Ain't nobody got time for that. You get any March Madness uh, pools or anything like that? Brackets, no. they say? No. Could care less. Yeah. I just yeah. pressed. Uh, I, Oilers I got are a... winning. That's the only thing that matters. The Flames are winning. That's the, the only thing that matters. Back. And the Flames and the boys are, back. are the Flames. And Oilers suck. Yeah, well, the um, Flames were just choking on a saber there the other night. You wouldn't know. Oh, that, that sounded pretty really harsh. bad. Oh, yeah, that, there you go. That, just a tip. <laughs> no. But no, I was, I was really excited because Chris... Famous Chris from Hanson's Distillery, the master blender himself, the master blaster bender. Super excited. Chris, he, welcome he to the agree, show. He agreed to be on this thing. I can't yeah. believe it, honestly. I'm, I'm here. Thanks, guys, for having me. <laughs> I don't know. He's already regretting this very moment of his yeah, life. Yeah, I didn't know this was going to be a Calgary Oilers uh, feud here. It's okay. I, you know, two, against, two against one, though, bud. So. My, but that's all right. It's okay. I've lived here now half my life. My buddy Mark's going to hate me for this. So, Mark, just turn this dial down and just skip ahead 30 seconds. I've always, I've now lived in both. So, they're kind of like a brother relationship with me. You never want your brother to beat you because you, you always want to beat your brother. But vice versa, when somebody's playing your brother, you want your brother to win. It's kind of like that. Right. Unless they piss me off. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, that's how I justified living with myself up here in Edmonton. So. And wearing that uh, that funny hat you were in there, right there. Yeah, you just noticed, eh? <laughs> oh yeah, I see it. Just subtle. subtle it is yeah. so subtle. You got to keep it subtle where you live. It's true. It's true. I'm sure, park- sure, Parkians hey, are pretty vicious. My number, my buddy next door, he's a Boston fan. But you know the oh. original. You know you can get away with that up around here. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's not the same. So Chris, um, Hanson's Distillery is your baby. This is. This is what we've been told by Scott, and we're just thrilled that you're here, because I on, I'm honestly the rookie amongst the three of us here. Like, I pretty much just, just better say it. I just you're don't know anything. You're lightweight. Yeah. I'm the lightweight. Well, I'll, I could drink, but I don't know how, anything about what I'm drinking, mostly. So I'm hoping to get a bit of an education. Maybe some of our listeners are hoping to get an education. Some of them are just laughing already. It's like, what do you mean you don't know anything, Eldon? This is this is true. But Scott, Scott is, he's tried, but I don't know how successful he's been. Not because if he hasn't tried to teach me, just maybe just haven't sunk in. So Scott, take it away, please. <laughs> well, Help. I had a little bit a bit about Chris there. So Chris is a fairly new father itself. So Chris, uh, uh, your oldest son, he's now two? Two and a half, my two son Brock, yep, yep. Yeah, so oh. Brock's two and a half, and Waylon is seven months yesterday, right? Oh, wow. Uh, yep, seven months yesterday. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I love the, getting the updates, and if you haven't seen the cutest kid in the world, Waylon probably took the cake. There you yeah. go. She, she'll literally melt any asshole by just looking at her, yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think it's true. I, I, I could be on the shittiest mood or whatever, and, and Shayna, Chris's wife, uh, would post... 
something on the internet or something on Facebook there. Oh, Waylon's seven months old, not right now. You could be in the worst mood ever. You just have one look at that kid, and you're like, oh! It's just like those kitties with the big eyes. You just can't help it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Here's all, take all my monies. Take That's all right. my monies. Oh, yeah. Right. It's, it's, I, yeah. Chris is, yeah. Chris is screwed. Chris is I don't screwed. know. I don't know how my wife and I produce great kids like that, but I guess they're good looking. It's from what everybody tells us. So, well, the hey, thing is, is that what we, it. what all three of us did, what we have in common, we have our differences, all three of us. But what we did have in common is we do marry, we did marry up, and, marry up. and I think Chris yep. will admit that too. Um, you know, we we all married way better halves of each other, and I think that's what kind of produces good things, right? That's the way that um, works. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. So. I, I, I'm I'm always so impressed with the team that that Shayna and Chris are with with Hanson Distillery. Like I like I've you know told our listeners before, I've had the great privilege of working for them, and it's not just like working for a company or having a boss and you know doing tasks in a day. It was being a part of uh, something really special and being part of a family, and and I was uh, fortunate enough to be in that uh, uh, a year of of. of of growth and the company was still fairly new and they were just taking off. And of course the whiskeys were still in the barrels and it was just a very special time. Cause it was all, you know, it, it was, was it a it buzz. Was, it, there was a buzz and I don't know if Chris felt the same way, but I felt like it was like, you know, seeds were planted and, and you see the buds and you see the stuff coming out of the dirt and, and the roses are there, right? It's all coming and blooming. But yeah, I kind of wanted to ask Chris, you know, just a little bit, you know, on this podcast, like what was the, why, why, you know, what were you doing before? What made you go and be a bootleg and whiskey maker? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's a, that's a long, long story, guys. So I'll give you the gist of it here. So cool. I worked in the oil patch my whole life. I worked up north, Fort McMurray, Conklin area, uh, was a welder, uh, ran my own welding truck. I met Shana in camp after uh, I got divorced. My first wife didn't like uh, me being out of town. So I got divorced, met Shana. And we hit it off, and years down the road, Shane and I decided to expand my welding company. She had connections with Oil Patch, and I was a, I'll, I'll say I was a decent welder. I guess that's why everybody hired me, eh? Um, that's right. Just so we, good enough. Just, just good. Enough. Just good enough, yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we grew the company, and we had over 40 people working for us at the Oil Patch there. Did all that and come to a point in my life I just had enough of being in camp every week. And we got out of the patch. We took our money just before the oil patch fell apart at the end of 14. Oh, wow. Sold her out. Took her, ran. Um, I went back to school. I took power engineering. I was going to go get a plant job around Edmonton, have a regular shift. Right. Just, mm-hmm. be, just, just be at home every night, enjoying supper, yeah. not eating camp food anymore. And I... Started making moonshine in my garage as a hobby, obviously because I learned it from Shana's family. So this goes way back, uh, well, it's got to be 12 years ago that I found out that Shana's grandma made moonshine. So it was my hobby, and I did it on and off as time went on. But while I had time off and I wasn't welding anymore, I, it became a passion. I just started making shine more and more and more and more. I had, an old ca- I had an old Cadillac. I filled up the back of my trunk with so much alcohol, I made so much of it. <laughs> well, can I ask a question, though? Like When you said it became passion... What was it that was like? We went from hobby to like all of a sudden, dang! This is this is this is what I want to do. I'm going to sink myself a little bit deeper into this. Yeah, what yeah. was that? I'm going to put a stake in it. Yeah. Well, the passion became. I started playing with different grains, and 
I liked the different flavors that I could get off of different grains and trying different stuff with different ferments. And then I did a little bit of wood aging by myself to try mm-hmm. stuff out. And I was just like, wow, I could produce some pretty cool stuff just in a garage. Like, this is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So I updated my equipment. I was using some old equipment that I got from Shana's family. And I updated my equipment. And all of a sudden, I started making pretty good alcohol. And we were just kind of hanging out, making moonshine with Shana's grandma in my garage. And she said, you're getting pretty good at this, Chris. Maybe you should think about doing this all the time. And I'm like, all right, well, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to work for anybody else. Let's, let's think about starting a distillery. So Shane and I toured across the states, checked out a whole bunch of craft distilleries all over the place, come back and said, let's do her. And that's essentially how it started. Nice. So you got the research done down in the states. You kind of brought them like the best of what you liked. And then, uh, yeah, well, they, they, they produce way different alcohol than we, what we do up here. Um, we were the seventh distillery in all of Alberta when, when, when Hanson opened up. That was six years ago. I think we're up to about 50 craft distilleries now, something like that, 40 or 50 now across Alberta. Right. So it's, it's, a, was, it's, a, it's an evolving seven? game. There seven including the big guys. Oh, seven oh, including wow. the big guys. Yeah. So for, for craft guys, really, we only had a Claire, Rig Hand, and then me and Strathcone opened up at the same time. But besides right, right. Uh, Alberta, Alberta Premium and sure. Black Velvet, right? Black the Velvet, big guys. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So. Okay. So, like, all right, welding, successful at welding. I'm going to say that. 40 people working for you. You need to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, kind of, uh, you're, you're kind of stepping out there. You're taking that risk of, of following the passion. But what was it between welding and being into this new industry that was similar like like you had to grow growing to 40 is not like easy either right oh no 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 we grew um before so my dad wanted me to be a rig welder ever since i started being wanted to be a welder when i was a young kid 14 in the shop watching everybody weld in -hmm. my dad's farm shop and stuff and i wanted to be a welder my dad said, oh, you should be a rig welder, go out on your own, and not work for anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do that. I went and worked in a couple shops, and then after I worked for a couple people, I was just like, you know what, Dad? This sucks. Why don't we go? He's like, yeah, your rig's ready to go. Go, go, to, go to town. Sent me to mm-hmm. the oil patch, and I loved working for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I was always working for myself, making myself feel good, succeeding more and more and more, and getting better and better at everything that I was doing, and just growing it. So... Yeah. Growing Rodfather, which our company was called Rodfather, just like the Godfather, but nice. with, an, with an R. But with the rod, because you know you're yeah. welding. Yeah, so growing that to a small little empire was was just a huge success. I loved it. Oh, yeah. So it's, it sounds to me like as you got, it's kind of, okay, in the garage, you're learning how to, to ferment you, the grains, the different uh, levels of flavors. Similar to what you were saying, like you go out there, you're working for yourself, and you're learning and growing and learning and growing, and you're just bringing it on. That's interesting, Chris. I gotta I gotta pick your brain more about that idea later. But okay. that's uh, that's that's very interesting. Okay. Anyway, so you're in your garage. Gra- the grandmother's going. Let's go. You go to to the states. You bring back what you want. What did you start with when you got here in Alberta? So we looked at a bunch of stuff, and I was going to go small, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to outgrow all my equipment in no time. So I ordered a still out of the States. I got a 1,000-liter still. Um, I have 6,000 liters or 6,600 liters of mash capability right now. What does that so mean I, for the average person? Like, 
Um, so I have a still the size of a small Honda Civic, I guess, is essentially okay. compared to the little five gallon still that you have in your, like a five gallon bucket still you'd have in your garage. Sure. Okay. So, the mistress. The mistress. Yes. Like we call her the mistress because I spent more time with her than my wife, essentially <laughs> when we first started distilling. So, uh, like this week I'm going to be running gin. So I'm going to be at the distillery for probably like about 60 hours in the next three days, oh, just making gin. So okay. is it that finicky? Like you got to like, is it, is it all the temperatures or like, what is it that's, you no, got to pay that know, care for? I, I've, I've got it fine tuned that I could pretty much sit back with my feet up and watch it run for hours and hours and hours. But if I walk away from her, she'll go south on me in two seconds. She, she, knows. Just, okay. she, knows. she, she knows she wants to be babysat <laughs> and you just have to sit there and watch her. That's essentially is what she is, right? Gotcha, gotcha. You never spend time with me anymore. You're just over there on your desk with your feet up. Every yep. now and then, I just want you to walk by and touch me. So that's I know all I'm she, hot. That's all I know she I'm wants. hot, but just come touch me. Yep, she just wants you to be there with her and just sit there and watch her, and she purrs like a kitten. So that's that's why I love her. So, okay, and so gotcha. why, why, is such a, why, why is such a finicky thing? Like, Of course, I, I kind of know the answer, but I want to ask, why is such a finicky thing gin? Why, why? Well, well, not 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 with gin, just with anything running the still. That's because I'm super fussy. So, temperature is what creates good alcohol as it's as it's boiling off of the water. So we okay. want to run a. I run a very fine, tight line of running at like seventy nine point three degrees. That's my that's my number. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I like to I like to run there all the time. So if I go up or down, by, I vary by about a couple couple points of a degree. Mm-hmm. I start to get a little off to flavors that I don't like, okay. so I don't I don't allow it to walk away from me within a, a couple points of a degree. So wow. that's why that's why I'm super finicky, and I could automate all this and have valves that open and close by themselves, mm-hmm. but they're just not as quick as the natural hand and watching it all the time and just mm-hmm. responding instantly to it. So so when you, when I'm when I get my hands in, well, we have some that, that caramel. Uh, I almost said the wrong words. Salted caramel? The salted caramel we got for Christmas. Thanks, Scotty. Um, So when I'm enjoying that, we're actually enjoying the labor of your love, not just the byproduct of you having a company. Not Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not just me, though. My whole family. So, well, I I call it my family, but it's our whole crew because I don't don't work with employees. I work there. They're like my brothers and sisters and my wife and everything else, right? So... I made the vodka, essentially, that went into your salted caramel, mm-hmm. but then we got cream brought into the distillery, and then my whole team's cooked up caramel and added vanilla and tasted with different salt ratios and you name it. We, we're, we're working on a new one right now. We were at the shop on Friday, and we had 16 different samples in front of us with just little tiny variations just to finally fine-tune what we wanted for our next product coming out. Like, it's... It's a trial and error, and it's a lot of people trying a lot mm-hmm. of different things before it comes out. Is it fun or frustrating or both? Oh, no, it's go- fun. When you're drinking 16 different shots on a Friday afternoon, that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's it not better that be bad. fun. It's, or- it's not that <laughs> bad, is it? That's right, yeah. It could be worse things you're doing, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. So... How many times do you go through, like, you're getting through, what, uh, number seven, and it's just, like, just just wrong? Have you ever spit anything out? You're like, hell no, why has it touched my lips, or is... It's never been that far away from like what it should be. No, we've had a couple things that I totally don't like at all and just said, nope, it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I put my foot down on that. I've had, I want to say in six years of distilling, I probably had two or three bad mashes where I actually poured alcohol down the drain because I wasn't happy with it. Wow. So what kind, like, don't, I don't need the full number, but like, 
What is that like? Well, that's 100, like thousand. No, that's like five hundred bottles of whiskey or something. Or mm. essentially, is what, what, what it would be, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, not cheap. No, not cheap. No, well, it's, it's cheaper. Time. It's cheaper than pouring it out now. Well, it was still clear instead of being aged down the road. So, mm-hmm. oh, I, that's true. That's true. Or if it gets to the customer and then you get a bad reputation. That's right. That's right. Wow. Okay. So you're you're doing. So what's your what's the primary thing that you distill? Like, what's your go to that people are asking for? Well, my my passion is whiskey. Hundred percent. I'm a whiskey guy. That's what I like drinking. Um, only in small amounts because too much whiskey and I go buck wild. So just just enjoy it as a as a flavor as a sipper, just like Scott's doing right now, and just like I'm drinking from my little dinosaur cup some whiskey right here. It's all about the quality. It's all about the quality, <laughs> not the cup, Scotty. But whiskey takes tons of time. The minimum requirement in Canada is three years in a barrel, so you have to sit three years in a barrel before you can even call it whiskey, mm-hmm. and that it's a very young whiskey. I have a whiskey that's three years old, but I just released it just to ha- have a whiskey on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Good whiskey comes when you get up past the, f- the fives, sevens, tens, up to 18-year-old whiskey. I have yeah. 18-year-old whiskey being in the barrels right now. That's something that I did special. I'll tell you about that in a bit. Um, but I'm a real whiskey guy. But while your whiskey program is growing, you have to have something else to sell mm-hmm. to keep the lights on. Right. So we started making vodkas. We started making gins. Um, the family history is a little bit of moonshine, so Grandma loves flavor and moonshines. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why we do. I got a question for you. I need, I need some education on this moonshine. I know it's up in the mountains, down in the southern parts of the <laughs> states. I, I, I get that. I get it's from you know. I think corn they use mostly down there. But you can use you can use anything to make moonshine. So the word, the word moonshine means to make illegal spirits that the government doesn't get their taxes on. And that's what moonshine essentially is. So right, right now, I don't leak, I don't make moonshine because I pay taxes. Yes, government, right. I pay all my taxes. Okay, that's right. We do get listened to by that. <laughs> okay. We know that one of our best listeners are the governments of North America. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah. Okay, so but moonshine can be anything. So why would anybody buy moonshine? So moonshine. Let's see. So say we want to talk about. Uh, oh, Grandma's lap. Yeah, here's little Dinah. She's in the. She's here. So oh, that's that's our, that's our distillery dog. So yeah. Grandma's Grandma's last moonshine was sugar shine. So when I met Grandma, she was just in a little tiny house, and she had her little still running in the back of the shed there, but nobody <laughs> could see it. And instead of using grains or anything, she was using raw sugar to make alcohol. Okay, so that, that makes way, sense. Yeah. So that way, there's no there's no grain to discard of after. There's nobody going to know about it. Yeah. And. Moonshine essentially is vodka, it's just okay. not just not carbon filtered. So you're mm-hmm. making your base alcohol, and then you can do whatever you want with it. You can drink it at high proof. You can drink it at eighty percent alcohol. Grandma drinks it at sixty five. That's her magic number. She loves it at sixty five. But yeah, that way you only got to have a couple. That's right. That's right. Right. You get to where you need to be quick. So moonshine is just kind of our history. We are not running as many moonshines as we essentially did when we started. Because we're, we're, we've just upped our class up to be whiskey makers and vodka makers. Mm-hmm, so sure. we still have a few left, but it's not as much as what we we did before. And we're just going to run a few bases. Our, our, our latest one that we have is called Family Tradition. And it's just our base moonshine that I used to make in my garage, Grandma's Recipe. And we're just going to keep, keep, keep that one going on just because that's the heritage. And that so, was the wheat? That, no, that was Grandma's Last Sugar Shine. Oh, wheat it was, was wheat, the sh- wheat. Yeah, I was the wheat moonshine maker. 
I like right. wheat, the flavor of the wheat. So Okay, so it's the sugar shine is the tradition right now. That's grandma's okay. last one, yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. okay, okay, okay. All right, so I'm going to get another a rookie question in while well, I still can. All right, so I know a little bit, but between rum and whiskey and moonshine, what would you pick? Why would you pick between the three? I would pick whiskey any day of the week. Right, because right, but I, but the average, like, I, yeah, I probably would pick whiskey oh, too. Oh, why but, pick it? Like for yourself? Oh, why? Like, why? Yeah, why, like, why, what are you choosing between? Like, uh, like moonshine, okay, we, we could be made out of anything. We know that, I think, uh, rum is mostly out of cane sugar. Yep. Molasses, yeah. yeah. Black molasses, molasses sugar yeah. cane, yep. Sugar cane. And then whiskey is made out of rye or different things, I guess. Uh, grain. Grain, right. Yep. And then uh, are you, is and vodka potatoes is that is that legit? Yeah, uh, some places make it. Yeah, some some places. It just depends on what you have for for resources. Mm-hmm. So, okay. if you look at the place in the country that's not doing that good right now, they have lots of potatoes. Yeah. So they make vodka over there with all the potatoes that they use. Yeah. Now I know nobody has it in Alberta anymore because I think they got rid of it all. But so right. we have lots of grain here, so I make our vodka out of grain. Mm-hmm. Well, we have the best grain in the world in Alberta, right? So, well, okay. So, okay, I, I'm I actually am a little surprised because you know I'm a rookie. You can make vodka out of out of grain. I didn't know that. So, what's the flavor profile difference? Well, we we make our vodka out of triticale, which is a hybrid of a grain. It's a cross between a wheat and a rye, and depends on how many times it's distilled. Uh, I run a reflux tower, so my vodka is actually refluxed thirty times. So it comes out with just a little hint of the of the grain flavor on there, and then I run it through a carbon filter because by law to be called vodka in Canada, you have to run it through a carbon filter. It has to be charcoal filtered, mm-hmm. and I run our through our system three times. It takes me twenty four hours to f- filter our vodka, and I actually just leave a little hint of the grain flavor on there to be different from everybody else. There's so that's tons of what gra- gives you the the clear the clarity is the carbon filter. Uh. No, that's going to take off your flavors. Okay. All right. The more you the more you filter it, the more neutral it gets. So okay. the legal definition of vodka is odorless, colorless, tasteless spirit. Oh, okay. That's what that's what vodka is. I push those boundaries, being that I'm craft, and I ha- I leave a little hint of triticale on there just to be different with our vodka. Okay, I, 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 I did leave a lot of grain flavor on there initially, and then as time has gone on, I've backed more and more out, and I just have just a small hint of flavor on it now. Yeah, just just tell. just fine tuning my stuff. The original. The original vodka because it had a, a real sweetness to it that it I did. really like. It was an earthy sweetness to it. It was just like morning. It, 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 it was it was sunshine. It really was. It was sunshine in a bottle. That vodka <laughs> had a a sweetness to it, but it slapped you like like a cold money like a cold morning. It was like, Sounds hey, like you're a country I, song. I'm here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good at the country songs. But, Don't uh, sing. I'm not asking you to sing. I'm saying you just lyrics are right there. Uh, Chris will start singing some Johnny Cash or something. And if you don't, yeah. if you don't know, Chris is probably the largest Johnny Cash fan in the entire world. Well, okay. I like I like all old country though. That's Ooh. why my daughter's named Waylon after Waylon Jennings. Mm. Nice, nice. I figured. So, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so we decided yeah. to start a distillery. Yeah. We go into business, and we go to Mexico for a wedding. This is about just over three years ago. This was your wedding? No, this wasn't my wedding. This is our friend's wedding. Oh, okay. And uh, 
we had too much alcohol that night, which was tequila. We were drinking tequila from Mexico. Ooh, right. And mm-hmm. we come back home, and nine months later, I have my son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so essentially, alcohol is what started my family, essentially, right? So, Absolutely. So Brock was a surprise. <laughs> Shada went to Vegas with her friends uh, for New Year's Eve and was sick. And her friend said, you should take a pregnancy test. And I was so snowmobiling in the mountains for, for my New Year's trip. Right, yeah. So we, and uh, sure as crap, she come back home, and she's got Brock in the oven. So, <laughs> so that that's, how, awesome. that's, that's how it all changed. So, Oh, yeah. That was a huge surprise for me, too. When I found out you guys were pregnant, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah we, no. we, ne- we never planned on having kids. Like, we really never did. It we just yeah. wasn't, a, wasn't a thing. But now, you know what? I wouldn't change it for a world. I love being a dad. My kids give me so much purpose in life. Hmm. Like I got, I wake up and come home and I got drive to do everything that I want to do. So it's, it's totally changed me. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and, and have you, have you noticed, so, so like Brock's, you know, your little boy and you're blessed to have a little son and I see you taking photos of him all the time and he's on the sleds and you know what, he's going to be a sledder just like dad. And then, and then all of a sudden now, seven months ago, you got little Waylon, you got your baby girl. Have, have it, has that softened you up there, big guy, a little bit? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I can, if Brock's being a little bad apple, I can, I can say it on Brock. Quit, quit that crap right now. But yeah, when, yeah. She, when she does it, I'm just like, oh, you know, it's just wailing. Just give her, give her a second, right? <laughs> so true. She's going to have you wrapped around her oh, finger. Oh, she, she already does. So yeah. that's the funny oh, thing. Yeah. But I, so. Yeah, but you know, it's great. If you get that bone in you, wait, wait till somebody messes with her. They don't want to. They don't want to cross your path. I just yeah. know it. That's something like I got three daughters now. So oh, three? Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think I'd be looking to move up north into the woods there. <laughs> I'd be going with three girls. I paced them out though. Two first, and then the third one's way later. So uh, mine are twenty-two, twenty, and two years old. So oh, yeah, yeah. That's spread. I got, the, I got that, that spread. Yeah, that's a big spread. So you were you were already diapers and just about ready to move out, and you decided to do it again. It's the diapers in college, yeah. <laughs> diapers in college, yeah. It's a good plan for your finances. Um, <laughs> um, That's so yeah. crazy. It's been a big year for you guys, honestly. Like at the distillery, at home, everything. Like, so where are you guys at right now? Like, I haven't been, I haven't been that close with you guys as of lately. Not been in close to touch, but like. There's been some big things happening at the distillery. There's been big things happening at home. Of course, like you guys have got the family going now rather quickly. So obviously you figured out how to make the first one. So the second one came around pretty quick. So good for you there, Dad. Well, I guess it worked twice, eh? Yeah, yeah. At least twice. At least. I'm just surprised that I'm just surprised that Shana could fit you in her schedule. That that was actually my biggest surprise. Like, yeah, that I'll be honest with you on that one. Well, we just figured one wasn't going to be enough, so let's just do <laughs> to go for the second one, get it done with, and rock and roll, right? So yeah. that's awesome. So, so does Waylon have her own barrel too? We'll kind of. I wanted to get into that. So like, Brock's got his barrels, right? Yeah, we, we, yeah. Brock has two barrels of whiskey that I filled up the day he was born, and then we did the same thing for Waylon. And I did my first single malt with Waylon last year, or seven months oh, ago. Oh wow! So Waylon, okay. so Waylon has a single malt, so. Which okay. is totally totally different from me, being that I'm a I'm a real rye guy, mm-hmm. so I want to do something a little different. So we have a single malt in a brand new barrel for her, mm-hmm. which is going to be totally different because most are ex or bourbon casks. 
Yeah. So we're using a brand new barrel, and they're both going to sit for 18 years. So she has two barrels, and Brock has two barrels, and then I'm doing another two barrels. So they'll they'll have a continuum of two barrels every year once they get older. Oh, so, okay, wow. Okay. So so I'll do another four barrels this year of single malt, and then next year I'll do another four barrels. So they always have whiskey to sell, and they're of their own brand. Oh, okay. just okay. just two just two small casts every every well after eighteen years they'll have two casts every year. So what did you shoot for? Like so with Brock's, was there something different that you did? Um, obviously, uh, Brock's two barrels. I think they were very special barrels you had brought in. I think there was something very special about them. Yeah. Okay. So Northern Ice whiskey. That's what that's what I make, which is one hundred percent rye whiskey. I wanted to be different from your your Canadian clubs or your Crown Royals, and I didn't want to use ex bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. So I, I found a source, and my, my barrels come from Avon, Minnesota, from a small guy. His name's Richard. He owns the barrel mill, and he produces my barrels with my custom toast and char on them. Mm-hmm. And then I did 100% rye whiskey so that I would have my own bold, I call it cowboy style. That's essentially mm-hmm. what I was like going for with my northern whiskey, northernized whiskey. Um, so that was our three years. There is right away, there's going to be one that's a couple years older, which will be coming out right away of northern ice. has a new label. It's going to look pretty good. And for Brock's barrels, I wanted to be totally different. So I took my Northern Eyes whiskey, and one of my favorite bourbons is Four Roses. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, a single cask from their distiller, Elliot. And yeah. I got two of his barrels, and I put Brock's whiskey in those barrels. So I sourced oh, out. I, I, have, I, have more, I have more of his barrels coming now, so I'll have two more coming this year. And then Waylon's, we did her own toast and char on her barrels but she has single malt whiskey in hers. So for me and, well, I know, and for those that don't know that are listening to this. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. The barrels are, are a key part of the flavors on top of what you do at the distillery with all the love touches that you do to to the mistress. Correct. But it, it's, the, it's, it's a combination. Is it wood? Is it the manufacturing process and the burn? Like what's... What's the what's the three components? Is that am I right? Is there something that I'm missing? Is it three components or something? No, else? I think what yeah. Eldon wants to know is that how do, how important is the marriage between the spirit and the barrel? Yeah, and the third one you're missing is Mother Nature. Yeah. Okay. So right. so I make a good base spirit. I make 100 percent rye, pure grassy, spicy uh, alcohol. I guess essentially is what it is to start with. And then we get our barrels. So you want to use American oak. You could use barrels that are brand new to you. They've never had any alcohol in them before. Or you could use X barrels that had alcohol in them before, which will give you other flavors of somebody else's whiskey on there. So I use brand new barrels, and they have a toasted char. So what you're Mm -hmm. doing is you're toasting it to a certain temperature to caramelize all the sugars and saps in there. And they're going to give you different flavor profiles on your whiskey and the end product. So you can go from... Uh, vanillas, the caramels, the toffee notes, the bitters, the coffees, just what depends on what you're mm. shooting for. In, sure. Just all, all with your toast and your char. Mm. So then you crank up the fire, you burn the inside of your barrel, and that char acts like as a, as a carbon filter. So then we fill our whiskey barrel up, and then we let Mother Nature do her job, and the whiskey expands and contracts with the seasons, and it goes from the inside of the barrel and pushes out, and we lose about 3%, 2 and a half, right now is what I'm losing, about 2.5% per year of whiskey like we evaporates that's called the angel share mm-hmm. right we, we, we do get a few that that leak i had some barrels swell up because we had a really hot winter last year or a real hot summer last year and a hot winter it's a, it's a long winter the long winter uh, yeah it's, it's a long winter yes yeah, winter again this morning here so right. um 
Um, and then we have a little bit that leaks out that hits the ground. We call that the devil's cut. So, and as temperatures and seasons go expand and contract, expand and contract, your whiskey builds more flavor, more profile, but you keep losing more whiskey as time goes on. So when you get down to a, an 18 year old barrel, there's only a quarter of the whiskey left in the barrel that from you originally started mm-hmm. really? from, from, from it being full. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's why 18 year old whiskeys are worth, you know, a couple hundred dollars a bottle. Or, or mm-hmm. more, right? So, so, wow. Well, okay, I didn't know that. There's that much, uh, that much loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was that, always imagine like maybe not that it's only a little bit better. It's just it's just more rare because there's less of it, and yes. therefore that's why it's more expensive. It's just because there's less of it. It's not to oh, okay. say that a thirty year old Belvini is going to be any. It's going to be substantially better than a eighteen year old Belvedere. It's just that there's less. It's more it. scarce. It's more yeah, scarce. Yeah, it's just right. very rare. It's very rare. And some people want to just basically sip on oak all day. So they'll you'll want <laughs> just an old, chew old, it, old, you old, know? old, old, old whiskey. Yeah. yeah. But like, I I always say it's like you know what it's it whiskey's a lot like guys, right? You know, you hit your you hit your mature point. Uh, some of us it's never like myself, and some of us it's you know, eighteen years old is when you become a man. That's normally a sweet spot for whiskey it really is that's just kind of a sweet spot 18 well i don't know in 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 my opinion it's kind of a sweet spot like some people would disagree some people love whiskeys at 12 years because they still love that that youthfulness of it and that a bit of hotness to it where that the barrel hasn't really taken out yet yeah but, i just uh, wanted to make sure we're still talking about whiskey okay, yeah yeah oh for sure <laughs> but yeah no i uh, think uh I'm, I'm really excited so chris you said something was coming out so, so something's coming out so you guys are you're approaching your five year or no sorry it was your fifth year anniversary congratulations at heads of the distillery this last december right was it correct five years? yep yep yeah so it's five years in december since you guys opened you poured your first barrel in when was it January or because you started making whiskey like right away when you guys opened like you started uh, well it was into the so we opened in December or October actually I think it was and of 20 oh my gosh that would have been 2016 I guess now yeah okay 2016 so I didn't get whiskey in barrels until February of 2017 oh February okay okay February so February February 11 2017 right so right. in 2020 just when the world shut down just right after before the world shut down. Um, we released our very first three-year-old whiskey. Yeah. So I'm just a little bit behind my anniversary on my whiskey. So that northern eyes that you see there, that's mm-hmm. the I, first bottle, I, first barrel, first, first barrel, barrel one you got still. Oh barrel wow, one barrel one, bottle twelve, wow. one sip left. Well, there's going to be a five-year-old barrel coming out right away. Okay. All right. So that's and and I'll tell you what, Scott. The flavor profile has changed so much in the last two years. Really? It is going to blow your mind how much more uh, in-depth and more character it has on it. It's, it's unbelievable. I remember mm. the first time you would let me sample. It's a very special thing when you kind of set a cast down and you go and you take a drop and you take, you, you just take a sample. Uh, Chris, what's the actual tool that you pull from? What's that tool called? That's called the Whiskey Thief. The Whiskey Thief? Yep. So when you go take the whiskey thief and you take a pull out of there and you you throw it in a couple of Glenclarence and you have a sip of this, it's it's so amazing because my first reaction was and and Chris and I have something that's similar where Four Roses is actually our favorite bourbon, and actually got a single cask on my way uh, to me here soon. It'll be arriving soon. I'll have a uh, a single cask Four Roses, and I'm hoping to open that up for my 40th birthday this year. But anyway, I thought at three years that this whiskey 
was so close. Like it was going there. Like I felt like it was headed that direction when we took that at cast strength. And I was like, oh my God, this is so, there's just so much. And it blew my mind because at that time, I think the whiskey was a year and a year and a half or whatever when you brought it down for a, for a taste. Okay. I was like, oh my God, like this is the way it's going to taste in a year. I can't believe, like I can't wait for the three year when it's released, right? And then when we're in there, you know, we're, we're opening up. It's the three year and, and we're all sitting there. And it's the big celebration. And God, the mirror was there. Everything was good. I was just getting my shine on. So it was good times, and I was like, "Boy, this is something to be so proud of." So, if if it's only getting better, I can't wait. Yeah, well, mm. I think actually you're supposed to be coming to the distillery next week, I believe, right? Yeah, Friday, Friday. Well, I'm gonna get well, my shine on. You couldn't have planned that any better because Friday is taste test day for this barrel. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know how that worked for you, but I, I'll. Uh, you'll you'll be trying the five year on <laughs> oh. Friday. So, yeah, he's got something to look forward to double time now. I'm not even going to go to work. I'm just going <laughs> to just take the whole day to prepare myself for this. The fucking Uber is going to be dropping me off. Just, like, yeah, oh, you just I, made his year, I think. Oh, just for yeah, that absolutely. Come. I've been a big fan. It's such a big fan. Everything that you guys have made has been, you know, you could tell everything has been crafted with love. You know, I've always been a big fan of the whiskey for sure because I'm more of a whiskey person, but. The gins, like, oh, I can't believe it. What made you decide on getting rid of the barrel-aged gin? How dare you? You know what? I just wasn't a fan. I just, oh. I just, I know there's a lot of you guys that love the barrel-aged gin. I just didn't like crossing the gin world and the whiskey world together. Okay, okay. It, it, just, it just bugged me. I just like, you know what? These barrels are, are sad because they don't have whiskey in them. <laughs> That's I like that, Chris. See, I like that. I, I just knew they were sad sitting there, and I was like, "Kate, you know what? We got to get rid of that gin out of here." And uh, it's not gone forever. I probably will do a little bit down the road for a few, for a few special guys, and just have a few small smaller batches of it. But yeah, yeah, it just wasn't. Uh, I don't know we try things, and there's some diehards that really love it. Yeah, and and there's some people that it's just it's polarizing. Either you love it or you hate it, right? Yeah, mm. for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I gotcha. Have you guys have you guys been trying and experimenting anything with the quarter cast that you guys were using for that gin? Were you trying anything with the whiskey? Um, I might have a few things up my sleeve with some of that stuff. Yeah, I have much more quarter cast. I have some more quarter cast. Some more quarter cast coming this year, actually, which we're just working on. Oh, that's Dinah trying to throw the bunny on the camera there. (laughs) Um, We where's Cash? uh, He's in bed already with Mum. Oh, there you go. So we will be releasing soon enough here. We're going to have a little whiskey program that the ever, everyday person can fill up a whiskey cask, and we're going to age it for you. Oh, what? interesting. So you're going to have your you own cask your- eventually. You're going to make your own cask eventually, Scott, if you, is what you want, and you can have your own casket on the side. See, so you could buy a cask. You could buy a age cask. Age your yeah. own cask. Yes. That is such a great investment. I am taking money out of my RESPs. This is way better. <laughs> Did you I say RESP? So which which child or both childs are getting? You know what? Me? the The oldest the oldest is is she's got a mouth on her. You know what? She can fend for herself. The That's youngest, right. I'll still pump into her RESP. The oldest, you know what? She, I'll cut her off right now. I think yeah. she's sitting at like fifteen grand. That's good enough. Yeah, That's she, good enough for she, half a semester. She can uh, she can get a scholarship. She just do yeah yeah do the yeah. Do the way co- she paperwork. runs her mouth, she'll get a scholarship. I'm sure. Man. Yeah. Okay. 
But so, that's that's amazing. So so that's a little insider that it hasn't been released yet. So if you're listening, if you're one of the ten thousand people that listen to this podcast, I guess right. you'll know, right? That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Take advantage. So speaking about taking advantage, not really taking advantage, but how do how do we get a hold of your your craft? Do we come to you? Do we go to certain stores, or where do we find? You guys are this? set up on online. Yeah, we're set up online. So anywhere across Canada, we can ship to you. We can mail it to you through Canada Post. Um, the distillery is located on the west end of Edmonton, so we have a tasting bar there, cocktail lounge. Uh, Scott was involved in that too, helped us make a whole bunch of high-end cocktails with our uh, with our spirits. So mm-hmm. you can come down, try anything out there, and then we have liquor stores across Alberta, and we keep growing more and more and more every time we turn around. So I can't even tell you how many liquor stores we are in across Alberta, but okay. uh, we will have a map updated on our website, which is HansonDistillery.com. Um, and you will be able to see all the liquor stores that's coming right away. That I'm looking at the website right now, Chris, and it's beautiful. You know, I got there through Dad's, uh, the Dad Mind section of Two Dads Against World. We've got a link there. Oh, okay. To come to you guys. It's beautiful. It's, um, it's it's getting updated right now. I'm not going to lie. That's a, that's a few year old website, but it's going to have a whole bunch of updates to it, and uh, it's going to be beyond great when you uh, when you see I'm it again here. I'm looking forward to shortly. that. You've got. Uh, it looks like you got a picture up of the of the location on there too so yeah go to the website guys and ladies and uh, check them out for sure uh there's all the different products there as well it's great hmm. so, so that's amazing so five years now how are you guys feeling now like have you guys got a little bit off your you know off your shoulders now has you know like i'm assuming the the spirits have been super popular everything is you guys feel like a little bit more pressure off business is going well Things are going great. People are really falling in love with the brand. Well, we we we've grown the brand decently. I I I don't want to sound too cocky, but I feel great about it. You're right. Mm-hmm. But the stupid COVID crap happened. Right, which, right. Which we which we well, sorry for even saying the word. I know we, that's how we all feel about it these days. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But so that did slow things down. And but I'm hoping that everything starts to pick back up here with the world and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can open up finally now again here, and we're gonna start doing tours again at the end of March. Awesome! So, awesome. so we'll start we'll start bringing people back in again, and that's that's the best thing is you come and actually see where your spirits are being made and talking to the people that make them. Yeah, just see the you process. Get that, you get that connection with people. That's what that's what I love about it. You know. Yeah. Hmm. So, so end of March, hmm. Eldon, book your book it. That's, you got a pre book. Right. You got a pre book. I'll remember that. Yeah, it's a little too early uh, for my wife's birthdays this week, but uh, she can wait. She can wait one month. Yeah, we can do that. So <laughs> no, you. but that that is amazing. That is so great. I'm so glad that you guys are are you know hanging tough. And even through COVID, though, you guys made the best sanitizer. Honestly, well, the best sanitizer. I was I was late to the sanitizer game too because I didn't want to just throw sanitizer out there. I uh, actually got Health Canada approved before we did our sanitizer, so we were Good a month you. behind everybody else. Mm-hmm. But we had it, we went for the approved formula before we put it to shelf. Mm-hmm. I know I know lots of people just threw alcohol in bottles and said, you know, and it, it helped out. I'm not going to say it didn't help out because we all wanted to wash our hands a thousand times in a day because it was mm-hmm. spreading like wildfire. But we yeah. wanted to make a good hand sanitizer, and that's what we did in yeah. liquid form, not in the gel form. So. Yeah, and thank you again for helping out our soccer association by giving us a generous discount for our nonprofit. It really helped out. It was awesome. 
You help clean the hands of over 750 kids per season with that sanitizer. So oh, that's, well, that's, that's good. That's good. Very well used. Good. That's awesome. Awesome. So what's next? Are you? What's next? Are you guys planning on expanding? Like, are you guys kind of going to stay within this niche for a little bit, or like, are you going to go, you know, worldwide? Let's take this thing worldwide. Let's go, Chris. Uh, well, we're not Japan, going worldwide. Japan. Not, Japan. Japan. <laughs> well, we already went to Japan. We have Jin oh. in Japan. Shana, oh, wow. Shana got Shana got to go take some Japan over there. She worked with uh, Edmonton Economic Development Group, and they okay. took took people over there, and we got some gin in Japan. That's cool. Um, they didn't take the whiskey. No, they didn't take whiskey yet. I'm so I'm, surprised. Uh, well, I'm still I'm still young. Okay, just give me okay. some time, right? Give okay, me some okay. time. Okay. So we're just going to keep expanding across Alberta. That's mm-hmm. our that's our goal right now. Keep everybody at home happy first. Get our local mm-hmm. clientele at home, and then. Smart. It is a little bit difficult with the government right now to go interprovincial. Oh well, yeah. And our, our group, oh, well, Canada is brutal that way. It's like what do you yeah, mean? Go like, ahead, Chris. There's just a ton of red tape. That's all I'm going to say. I don't even want to get. We're not even going to get into it. It's a yeah. ton of red tape for me to ship alcohol to BC or Saskatchewan. It's more red tape to cross than anywhere else. They could bring all their stuff over to Alberta, no problem. But for us to go there, it's a hassle. Like Ontario, mm-hmm. don't even think about it. You got to be on approved list to get into Ontario. But yeah, we bring in all their wines. Oh, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a real sore subject with uh, the Craft Distilling Association that we're working on right now. So, okay, we're, we're, we're so going to get guys, to it. So you guys are. Uh, so that was a really cool thing. I got to ask you about that. So what did you? Are you helping trying to start an association between all you craft distillers? There is an association. We started this. Uh, okay, so you guys started one. Well, we didn't start it, but we joined. Five six years ago, I guess we were number seven. So there was only three of us then, and now mm-hmm. there's almost fifty of us. And we've all lobbied against the government to lower taxes, to uh, help with shipping needs and stuff like that, because everybody else uses uh, uh, Connect for their, their liquor de- deliveries. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and we yeah. we don't because they they charge so much to to go through there. So it's just we're just we're not on the same level as. Diageo or Crown Royal or anything else like that. Okay. So it's 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 hard, right? So mm-hmm. so yeah, we're all yeah. lobbied together to try to make things a little easier for us. To have one collective voice essentially is what we're going for. That's yeah, good. for sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And you guys do do you guys do a meetup like once a month or something? You just kind of pick the brains and like hang out with other guys that have got the same passion as you? Yep, yep. We all get together. Uh, a couple collaborations gonna happen maybe here shortly. I can't say who yet, but we're gonna have a couple collaborations. We have our meetings with the with the Steelers Association. We discuss all the different changes with the the government, and the taxes, and what we're mm-hmm. going to try and do, and what we're lobbying against. And okay, let's keep moving forward. Sorry, so, Alden, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, one of the, what's the best way to support you? I'd say go buy some Hanson Distillery product. Yeah, get fucked up. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get it. I, yeah, no, come down, try us out. We'll let you try anything you want before you buy it, so we can. Pretty much, I think I have 15 or 16 products right now on the shelf. I'm looking so for Sure I, Park. Everything Wine & More is... is, is uh, yeah, Everything Sobe's Wine & More. Okay. Yeah, so, Sobe's just on the street there from you. Um, yeah. I deliver there all the time. So, if not, come to Distillery, check us out. We'll, we'll get you tasted up. And you'll probably take more than one bottle home. I'm sorry, that's not my fault. That's just how it happens. You, well, come, for one, you come for one thing and you take home three. Well, especially if one for my wife, one for me for sure, and then one for, you know, whoever else got. I mean, then, Scott, I mean somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the best thing is word of mouth for us, to be honest with you. The customers 
like to hear that they like it from other customers, and that's essentially yeah. how it works. Word of mouth yeah. is the best advertising in the world, and, and we, that's what we strive on. You try it. You're going to take it home to your friends. Your friends are going to try it, and they're going to spit it on. It just keeps going, and that's how we've grown to where we are today. Yeah, that's an amazing thing. We need to get you down to Medicine Hat. That's what, that's for sure. That's going to be a – I'll talk to some people. Not that I have no connections. <laughs> I have no, no real connections. Well, I have some, but not ah, – maybe. Maybe. I'll it, see what I can do. To be honest with you, I think a liquor store from Medicine Hat just contacted the distillery uh, a couple weeks ago, and I think we're going to be on the, they're going to be on our next down south run. So, Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell my uncle. Okay. Um, sounds good. That's awesome. That's exciting. I'm excited. You know what? It's exciting. It's springtime. You know what's great about springtime? It's summertime because summertime is just around the corner. What's great about summertime is camping. You know what you should do when you're going camping? You should get a cooler. And you know what you should fill that cooler with? Some Hanson Distillery products. But you know what cooler you should get? It's Kalani Sports. You go to the website, get your product. But the best to get through our website, click on that link. You'll see the discount code of 10%. And when you check out your cooler or your tumbler, you'll get 10% off your purchase by just typing in two dads ATW for your 10% discount. And we also, I think we got to do the tip of the day. Brought to you by Johnson's Woods Floors. Johnson's Wood Flooring? Johnson's... Johnson's Wood Floors, yeah. I got it right, all right. Just the tip. Scott, do you got a tip for today? Uh, tip of the day. Tip of the day. Tip of the day. Mm. Tip of the day. Chris, do you got a tip? Yeah. Um, my dad always said, don't piss into the wind. There it is. Yep. Tip of the day brought to you by Johnson's Wood Floors. <laughs> and it was windy as fuck today. That was a, that's a great tip. Uh, it's uh, so it's true. A... It's so true. You know what? I plan my peas on the road depending on the wind. That's I right. really you, do. You have to. I plan my peas on the road depending on the wind. That's so true. But you that's know right. what? It's 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 so great that you were on the show. I really appreciate you coming on, Chris. Because you know what? It's really inspiring uh, for me. Like honestly, hardworking guy. You 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 know you built a company. You and Shane have done well. Um, I honestly think it comes down to the kind of people you are. I think the mm-hmm. the more you give is the more you're going to get. I think that should have been honestly the uh, you know the just the tip of the day, because I think that's what comes down to with Shane and Chris is that the more that they give. And they have given a lot. The more that they're going to get, and I hope they keep on receiving. Um, well, well it, Chris, it, I got, I got, I got to say this. Sorry, Scott. I got to say oh, this. Yeah. One thing that I really liked what you said, Chris, and I, I, I don't know. You don't. I probably haven't listened to our show too much. But one of the things that we're trying to do this year is trying to like follow this line of thinking of like how do you unlock who you really are? Like you, you, were, you did that by, you know, going to a shop making booze. Go- well, first, before that, with the welding, like you're like, screw that. I'm not working for that guy. I'm going to go do it on my own. Yep. And you kind of like discover, like, no, that's not me. That's me. Okay, well, now I don't want that. That's not me. I love this. I'm going to do this. But one thing that I see that I love is the when you said, I work with my family, that yeah. to me is just Hanson's Distillery just wrapped up in a nutshell there. I... I I've heard a little bit of Scott. I know how much he respects you because he talks about you in good, only good th- in only good ways. But that family thing, that that's a generous heart. That's a giving heart. Just even that concept. Um, so good on you. And I hope I hope for you guys just continue to grow in an upward trajectory. And it's just outstanding. So thank uh, you. Thanks for coming on board that on I, the show. I appreciate that. 
I so, miss the Northern Chicken family dinners when I work. Yeah, there. yeah, we we do lots of we do lots of Fuck, family dinners. They were yeah. so fucking good. If you you know what there's you know what there's a short out sport local Northern Chicken still going strong up there in downtown Edmonton. You gotta go check them out. Honestly, finger licking good. Wait, is what should have been their fucking tagline, oh, okay. not KFC. Well, so not a good. sponsor. Um, but, not a but sponsor, not but spo- still so good. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, do shop local. And Hanson's is surely is local. Shop there, buy there, get their stuff. Um, you feel better just- when you're getting drunk off of grains and and something that was made here at home. There's something about when you're bringing. It's like in Europe. Like I, I remember that very much when I was in Europe visiting family. It's a very special thing when someone brings the bottle onto the table that was the home estate, okay? Like an estate uh, from their vineyard, right? It's a very special thing. It was here. It was their village. That's their wine. You wouldn't dare bring something from someone else or like you bring a bottle. No, no, no. It's very special because it's ours. It's yours collectively as a community. It's our brand. It's our, you know, like a... Edmonton Oilers did that for so long, right? This is our country. This is oil country. Right? What do you mean? <laughs> and, and and they they played off of that for a long time for a brand. But it means something when you're sharing something with friends. It it it, it just goes that extra yard when you when you know you're some, something supporting local, whether it's a local brewery, a local distillery. When you bring in something to the table for family and friends, and you know it was made right right here, just as Hanson says it, that it just makes all the difference right in the conversation you have from oh wow that's the that's the bottle from like i i I only bring out this this bottle for special occasions mainly because i like to fucking show off it's like yeah that's right i got barrel number one Mm -hmm. i'm kind of a big deal but i don't share with many people it's mainly myself yeah well because i appreciate it the most (laughs) it's right you know you gotta love yourself too right (laughs) yeah that's right it's called self-care self-care it's called (laughs) self-care That's right. You know, you know what I like about Sport and Local? What's that? Is that I like that when I go to, I'm just going to throw this one out there, Will Hawks uh, in Spruce Grove. Oh, yeah. And I, and you got to go where the, it started, LeDuc. I'll meet well, you there. We'll eat some jerky together. I, I'm, okay, I'm, really, I'm, re- I'm really good friends with Trevor. And, uh, okay, yeah. He, he buys cases of Morning Glory from us. From us oh, nice. That's, that's our cream liqueur for uh, chocolate cream liqueur. Mm-hmm. And I buy jerky from him every week for my crew. Yeah. And... I just like that it goes to support his kids' hockey and his kids' dance lessons and everything else yeah. that goes with it. And I'm not just giving my money to Walmart that just, right. you know, it's just a big, huge corporation that's getting richer and richer and richer. Oh, I, like keep, sure. I like keeping our money into the, into the community and seeing it get spread around with all the family members in the community. That's what I yeah. like about it. That's it's a very so good point. True. It's so true. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Instead of it just getting funneled to some big corporation down the states, it's staying right there. It's going to that kid's hockey program and this kid's mm-hmm. dream here and that thing there. And Will Hawks, yeah, it's the same thing. Very same passionate family that's that works that, you know. Um, I, I've been going there since I was a kid, since it was Leduc Meatpackers. They are just great, great yep. people. Mm. And I actually used their pepperoni on my Caesars, so... Just, oh just, yeah! Just, oh. I didn't know that eh? you guys bought your pepperoni for the Caesars of the bar. Were, oh. Yeah, just just a little plug there. Caesars. My favorite is their honey garlic pepperoni. Oh my shit, that's so good. That's right. You pour <laughs> another one of those. He's not even pouring his own whiskey. He's pouring a Woodford Reserve. How fucking dare you? That's boss. That's what that is. 
Well, you know well, what I'm going to do? I'm going to use the last sip of this right here. That's okay. I know the distiller. He could just fill this bottle in it. I don't just make believe it was the first one again. <laughs> you, you want to know what's even funnier is that I don't have a, a bottle of barrel number one. either. I probably, you know what? I was going to guess you probably never did. You probably gave them all away to friends and family. You probably didn't keep one for yourself because that's just kind of the people you and Shane are. Shana's grandma has uh, bottle number one, or bottle number two, essentially, because bottle number one went into the Edmonton City, City, City Archives, the History Museum. Oh, really? So, so yeah, why grandma, was that her, again? Uh, tell Eldon why that would happen. That's a very uh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, the mayor, he really liked our whiskey, and he gave us a, what did we, I forget what we won, something, uh, some award that we won for being a, the first whiskey makers in Edmonton in all history. Right, and they and they wanted to put our bottle into the city archives there. So the bottle of Northern Eyes Number One is sitting in the archives. So maybe fifty years down the road, they'll be like, "Oh, look at this Chris guy. He made the whiskey." That's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. You, you never know. So well, that's that's pretty cool, actually. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it was a really cool thing to be at. Yeah, the the little box that came in. Yeah, I tried three times to steal the box, and everyone was looking at me. So, wait, I just so wanted the box. are you the first ever? To Edmonton Distillery, then, or Alberta Distillery, making whiskey. I'm the first. I'm the first ever distillery in Edmonton to, in all of history to make whiskey. That's so cool. I'm Somebody came close though, but they didn't. Didn't get her done. How close was Strathcona? Oh, he didn't release till a year after me. Oh, no, it wasn't until close. a year no, after. Yeah, no. No, we, Strathcona and I actually opened up the same day, but he had his permit signed one day before me, so he claimed to be Edmonton's first distillery. Oh. Which, it, it don't matter to me. Yeah, we opened yeah. up the same day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You want Your matters? whiskey's in the it's archive. What, it's what it's on the lips. That's And in the archive. So, yeah, yeah. I have nothing bad to say about that. I know nothing about the other distillery at all. It's a great expression of whiskey. It really is. I think it really touches everything that it is about, um, you know, maybe not just northern Alberta. Like, yes, it is northern eyes. And Chris, explain a little bit why northern eyes. Why, why, why was it called northern eyes? Okay, so all of our names of most of all of our spirits have something to do with the meaning of the family and everything else. Shana's great-grandfather, which was Carl... And his grandmother, and her not his grandmother, and her grandmother, Amanda, came from South Dakota and Iowa in the early 1900s mm-hmm. and settled up near the Rimby and Leduc area there. And they came from the south and came up to the north with a new vision to start life in Canada. So that's why we called it Northern Eyes, because it was the, the eyes looking up to the north for the new vision to, to start a new family and bring everything up here. So this was like... You, your version of the northern eyes for what you're doing for your family. Absolutely. Like moving Absolutely. from what you were doing, sold that all, you're changing direction. Boom, here's your northern eyes. That yep. is cool. Absolutely. Wow. It's very inspiring. It's very inspiring. That's, man, that is. Now, is that, I, do you have an explanation for every one of yours? <laughs> for, most, for most of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Border, you know, uh, end of the line moonshine. They, Carl and Amanda rode the train up from the States, and the end of the line was in Rimby, or Lacombe. That's where it was, so that's mm-hmm. where they got off the train. Wow. Oh, yeah, they're all, there's, there's lots to it. From the we Trouble go for, Gin, right? We go for, well, Trouble was me and Shana. <laughs> they, the family did go through the dirty 30s, but making gin was a pain in the butt. I'm not going to lie. 
I had to take a, I had to take a gin master course and uh, did a whole bunch more learning to try to get to be a better gin maker because I had made some bad gins. I, I have gin that I'm still burning in my lawnmower to be honest with you because I haven't got rid of it all. <laughs> so, but oh, I uh, that's, that's so we, great. We, we, fi- we finally succeeded. So, and, and then we came up with trouble gin. I love yeah, it because it was trouble it. to make. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So. This, well, is guys, my very, this is my very first podcast, so we did good, guys. I think we did great, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you know what? Probably my favorite guest because uh, we talked about booze. Yeah, oh. that's good. Good. Oh, Chris, you did great. You're great, <laughs> great guest, and we're looking forward to consuming more of your product, but also coming by and checking out your shop there. Um, I just appreciate want a little. It. I want a little sneak peek. Like, what was oh, okay. what, what is this thing you're working on there? You're taste testing 17 shots or something. Little, can you can, give us a can hint? You share us any with anything? Can you well, give us like a? You don't have to tell um, us. You just have to say like. I know uh, there's at least six listeners here that go to your shop on a weekly, and they're gonna find they're gonna know too. And I so want to be the first. I want to be the first. Well, the funny thing is, Eldon. He said, you know, spring comes along, then summer comes along, and then you get to camping. Oh, right. okay. 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 There's okay. the hint. There's the hint. There's the hint. Ooh, what could it be? There's no hint. That is a there, beautiful hint. That's yeah, a shit no. hint. Camping? Wait, all the kids do things when they're camping. They all love doing yeah, it. Yeah, Especially my wife night. drinks white claws, and I laugh at her all day. <laughs> okay, there's well, no think, hint. Don't think about your wife. Think about the campfire and maybe that uh, that Hershey's bar. Oh. Oh, It's dang. a s'more. But no, you can't confirm or deny. Uh, he can't, can't, can't say he can't say anything. He just says campfire. It's like sucks, I, I like wood. I, fuck, I fucking hate marshmallows. They're so gross. You know what? You'll love this. You know why? Because you will. Because you uh, like sweets. If it's got salted caramel mixed with, he it. can't say anything more than camping. Uh, don't try to pull more. Anyway, we I'm don't get Friday. Trouble. I'll pull it out. I'll pull it out. <laughs> Chris, thanks again, and uh, again, I look forward to seeing you around. And. Uh, and uh, we'll have you back again if you want to. That'd be great. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, this is fun. Absolutely. So, I appreciate you guys. Everything. Thank, Thank you, guys. You appreciate everything. it. No, it's I've... been great. Good, cool little podcast here. And uh, appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Have Absolutely. a good one. Have Take... a good night.